All right, I think we're live. We are live. Let me know if you can hear me. If you're catching the replay right now, we literally just went live, so I think there's zero people watching this part of the video. But uh, let me know as you guys are coming on um, if you can hear me all right. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, as you know, the last couple of weeks, we've been going live on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Uh, with the new studio comes a new after hours segment. And I've enjoyed these after hours segments so much. And I think you guys have, too. Uh, so we're going to go all in on this basically for the rest of 2020. So buckle up. This is very, very exciting times uh, and we're going to have fun with it. And so here's the plan. Every Monday and Thursday, we're going to be going live. So if you want to join us live, then come on live. And if if you are happen to, if you do happen to join us live, here's what's going to happen. Here's the cool part: we have two things of cards. You may see these in front of me right now. Uh, one is called "Never Have I Ever," and the other one is called "Extreme Personal Questions." So anytime that maybe I feel like it, and or Anytime that you guys do a super chat, we will be drawing one of these cards and I have to answer whatever is on one of those cards. And who knows what would be on those cards? Never have I ever. So why don't we give an example? So Chris, do you think we should do extreme personal questions? Oh, by the way, in this podcast, in this live stream, we're going to be talking about the six lessons that men learn way too late in life. But before we get started, I want to sh share one of these cards with you guys. So Chris, never have I ever or extreme personal questions. Extreme personal questions. Ooh. All right. All right. Since we got Chris in the house, he won't be in the, in the house next Monday, but uh, go ahead and draw a card for me, Chris. And I have to answer it. All right. By the way, these are at random. I obviously am not good enough with my sleight of hand to <laughs> here, Chris. There's two questions on it. Ask me whichever one you feel relevant. Okay. What would you be willing to lick for free downloads or likes? What would I be willing to lick for free downloads or likes? What kind of downloads? Is this like one of those downloads, like the universe just zaps down a really good idea to you? And it's probably like LimeWire, where you just like download a song forever. So what, how, what, what would I lick? Yeah. Damn. I'm trying to think of something clever, but I can't. I that's just a, such a weird question. What's the other question? Free. All right. What is the most disgusting thing you have discovered in your home recently? Well. As you guys know, I just moved to a new home, hence the new studio. And probably the most disgusting thing was uh, today when I was doing some unpacking, you know, getting the studio more set up, uh, I found like a big wad of dog hair that was like under the boxes and stuff that we hadn't unpacked yet. So anyways, that's a stupid one. I think next time we'll have to go with never have I ever. So just like we said, anytime a super chat or anytime we feel like it comes on, uh, we will go ahead and draw one of these cards. So let's get into the first uh, lesson that men learn way too late in life. Now, I want to tell you guys uh, why I've decided to make this video today or this uh, make this the topic of today. I was kind of sitting there last yesterday over the weekend after a round of golf, and I was like, 
getting into a really good flow state. I was writing a value-packed email newsletter to the Raw Dating Advice email list. Uh, many of you guys are likely already on that. If not, then what are you doing with your life, man? Get on that shit. Um, and as I was in that good flow state, I started like just having a lot of downloads. So very relevant to the question that uh, Chris asked. And the downloads that I was having is like some of those like major insights of wisdom that you're like, damn, that was like a valuable lesson I just learned there. I'm going to write that one down in my journal. Does that ever happen to you? Happens to me every now and then. And when I do get those downloads, I decide I have to write it down because sometimes I'm like, oh, that's really good. I'll remember that. And then I'm like, wait, what was that thing that I was trying to remember that one time? Um, so these are downloads that I literally got in a flow state, um, which is pretty cool. So the first one was that I needed to start thinking bigger. And as I'm telling you guys these, uh, just know I'm reading this to you as I was processing it and writing it down as I should be documenting those things. Um, and also in the comments, let me know if this is ever, have you, if you guys have ever had downloads like this, um, because I feel like, you know, these are the types of things that you realize in the shower or like at the gym or when you're driving and you're not thinking about like, what do I do to improve my life? Right. And so I wrote these in a first person perspective. So as I'm reading these to you, it is kind of raw because it's raw to what I wrote down and just put yourself in my shoes and imagine how you can directly apply these to your life. Okay. So the first one, I'll read it out to you. At some point, you need to start thinking bigger for yourself. Instead of only thinking bigger for the people around you, all right? Because when you go on your own personal journey, you learn and you grow and you can be more efficient at helping those uh, who follow you and are around you learn and grow as well, right? So in other words, um, for you to really have an impact on the environment around you, and we'll talk about the, the importance of environment here in a second. Um, you, the only way that you can really make the people around you better is if you learn and grow yourself, right? So for example, um, you know, I, I recently, um, you know, if you, if you know my story, I dropped out of dental school to start a business and a YouTube channel about picking up women and really teaching other guys how to do that. Right. And for a long time, I struggled to do that effectively. Not, a, not a lot of guys knew who raw dating vice was. We didn't have almost 30,000 subscribers at the point. Uh, I had a few videos on my YouTube channel at that point, which are all still posted by the way. And, you know, obviously it doesn't happen overnight where, you know, um, a business takes off the ground, right? So I was living off of whatever personal uh, student loan money I had left over until I could make it work, right? And obviously we've come through the other side. That was five, six years ago at this point that I dropped out of dental school. But I realized um, for me to grow and for me to really become the best version of myself and really have that type of influence and impact on um the people who now all have my book, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl, and have gotten any value from raw dating advice, I had to first set higher ambitions for myself and raise myself up. Because before I ever dropped out of dental school to do that, I was a guy who was just in your shoes. I was a 21-year-old virgin. I struggled with women. I didn't know what flirting meant. I didn't know how to flirt with girls, 
right? People talk about flirting with girls or like having good conversation. I didn't know what was attractive conversation, right? So I was kind of guessing. I was doing what a lot of guys do, uh, which is guessing. They think, hey, this is how girls want to be talked to. Hey, this is what girls respond to. Most girls, some guys might think girls aren't into sex as much as other guys. Some guys think, or as much as other girls. And some guys think that, you know, women want to have a guy who has such a big connection with her before she becomes attracted to him. And that sexual attraction will happen, you know, kind of over time, once you guys see how perfect you guys are for each other. But here's the thing. If you're constantly doing things just by the way you kind of think things are, but you never seek to improve and you never actually set high standards and high ambitions for yourself, which is absolutely necessary for you to improve your results in any area of your life is you have to set that intention that you're going to get better at this. And here's the thing. If you're seeing this message right now, um, or if you've been on raw dating advice, you're already one step ahead of the curve. I want you to understand that most people only change or get that that intention to change through inspiration or desperation or both. Most likely, you have already had that moment in your dating life. I know I have. That was what inspired me to change. That was what inspired me to think bigger for myself and the types of women that I could attract and the and the dating life that I could create for myself. Um, and without me having gone through that inspiration, that low moment for me, having gotten my heart broken at the age of uh, 21, 22 years old by a couple of girls that really made me realize that I don't want to go the rest of my life alone. I don't want to be the guy who always sucks with girls. I want to be the guy who has girls. I want to be the guy who uh, has a, the ability to um, basically flirt with girls and make them attracted to me on command, regardless of like who I was around or um, what what I looked like, right? Because at the time, you know, I thought women were only into things like status and money and, you know, good looks. But at the end of the day, I look the exact fucking same today as I did back then. You know, it's kind of crazy. Like I'm 31 now and I barely notice any differences in how I looked when I was 25, 26, or even 24, right? And so here's the thing. It's not looks and money. It, it, it comes down to the masculine behaviors that you have. A lot of the things that we talk about on this channel, in this book, you know, that's a whole other conversation on its own. But at the end of the day, it's a blessing in disguise because had you not had a low moment that led you here, because you're obviously here because you want to improve, um, you would have stayed exactly where you were at and you would have always gotten the results that you had gotten and ignorance would have been bliss. And here's why I say this is a blessing in disguise because a lot of guys look at those low moments in their life and they want to play the victim and they want to think, man, why did this happen to me? Why did this person do this to me? And it's always about me. It's always about why did outside circumstances happen to me? And with that type of thinking, you stay exactly where you are because you're not inspired to grow. You're inspired to find blame and point the blame out outwards so that way you can't, or so that way um, you don't have to get up off your ass and change it for yourself, right? You don't have to change your self-image because your ego wants to protect itself, okay? And so that's why it's important for you to start thinking bigger for yourself and really ride the momentum that you already have. You're already here. You're one step ahead of the curve. Most men who have mediocre dating lives or average dating lives or even above average dating lives will never have the potential in dating that you have simply because they won't ever have that low moment that inspires them to think bigger and actually achieve more for themselves, okay? So if this resonates, if this makes sense, drop a thumbs up. Um, and also, if you're not subscribed, I realize that um, depending on the video, anywhere from 30 to 60% of the people who watch these videos are not even subscribed yet. So 
hit that subscribe button if you are starting to see um, that we really do things differently here, right? And so that is the first really download that I had over the weekend that really um, made me realize um, where I could be thinking bigger in my dating life or even in my life in general and um, how I could be achieving more and more importantly, the benefit that that'll have on the people around me because when I raise myself up, now I bring the average of the environment around me up as well. So be that beacon of inspiration for other people as well, all right? And so the next download is, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going I'm to draw another card before I get to the second one. We got six today. All right. Six left lessons that men learn way too late in life. Let's draw a never have I ever. I'm going to choose one at random. All right. Chris, never have I ever. Let's do, let's do three cards throughout the course and whoever loses has to take a shot of tequila. All right. <laughs> uh, never have I ever faked a family member's death to get out of a commitment. I've never done that. Chris, you've never done that? Either you're really young or you're really, you know, a really, really nice guy <laughs> who would never do anything like that. All right. Well, looks like we still got three. Um, like I said, anytime we get a super chat, uh, we will go ahead and draw another card. Uh, these are kind of here to add some little things between the points. All right. So next point, uh, you don't know how far you can go until you push yourself, right? You might want to remember that you don't know, write this down. You don't know how far you can go until you push yourself. So many guys think about eventually taking action. So many guys do take action, but they don't do it fully. Um, they kind of pull their punches a little bit through fear of failure. Here's the thing. Oftentimes, pushing yourself to the limit and failing is another one of those biggest blessing in disguise moments because you learn where your ceiling is, right? If you don't push yourself hard enough to actually fail, and I mean massively fail, right? Then you don't know where your ceiling is. You don't know what you can achieve if, you, if you're not taking action or you're not pushing yourself, right? And if you're not currently fulfilled or satisfied with where you are in your dating life or where you are with your life in general, then here's the thing, man. You're not pushing yourself hard enough. There's another level for you. You can shift into another gear. How do we shift into that other gear? Let's bring awareness to it first and let's, uh, you know, obviously um, go into the next moments with intentions and, and really clarity and focus on where can we push ourselves a little bit further. One example that comes to mind immediately is uh, not too long ago, probably right before, right before quarantine or in that summer, right before quarantine, I was out in Tempe with uh, a guy who really needed help approaching women. Let's just say that, right? And he goes to school out at ASU. And I had approached a girl at this bar in, in ASU on Mill Ave. And she was really cool. She was wearing a hat. It was dope. It was a dope hat. I think I talked to her about the hat for a little bit. And there was a little bit of flirty vibe. But more importantly, it was just one of those uh, interactions early in the night where it was good vibes, good times. Everybody's kind of just getting warmed up still. And for me, I had personally, I guess in my head, subconsciously, I knew this girl was vetted. She's cool. She's chill. She's here to have a good time. And she's a friendly person to talk to. So I go over to this guy. Let's call him Steve for the sake of, of the story. I go over to Steve um, and I say, hey, man, go over there and talk to that girl. He goes, okay. And 
a lot of times in these moments, guys will say, okay, let me go over there. And then they kind of just like, don't move, but they look like they're about to move, but they don't move. Like it's like their, their feet are planted into the floor with cement. And uh, this guy wasn't one of those guys, right? Those guys probably suffer for the same from the same fear. So that's one symptom. But this guy, he went up to her, but rather than getting her attention and actually saying anything to her, he kind of like whispered over the over her shoulder from behind her, like, hey, hey, I'm Steve. Hey, hey, I'm Steve. Like a little fucking mosquito just like buzzing around in her back ear. Like she doesn't even fucking know he was there. Right. And then he comes back to him and he goes, man, I approached her. It didn't work. And I'm thinking to myself, bro, I was just talking to this chick. She's friendly and she's here to have a good time. And you did not even fucking try. Right. He was not pushing himself as hard as he could have. Right. There's this phrase in, um, biology. I have a biology degree. Um, and if you think about like the nerve or like a nerve impulse, uh, if you have ever seen like the picture or the diagram of a nerve cell, well, a nerve impulse has this thing that's called like, it's basically like sending an electric signal from one end of the wire where the, the impulse starts to the other end, right? So from your brain to your arm or your finger that you want to move, right? And so that nerve impulse, there's something called an action potential, meaning that like, if I think about if I'm thinking about moving my my arm right now, that there's like an electric signal that's like getting ready to fire up. It's like, all right, when are you going to send me off? When are you going to send me off? When are you going to send me off? And when you hit what they call an action potential um, and you cross the threshold of that electricity, um, it fires that nerve impulse to the end of your arm and you fucking move your arm, right? And this obviously happens very quickly, but that nerve impulse is like the line of like what it takes to actually get the result, what it takes to have that action actually produce itself into the real world. This man was not reaching his action potential because he wasn't pushing himself hard enough. The impulse was there, right? The intention was there, but he didn't even get her attention. He was kind of whispering in her back ear, probably from fear of failure and probably because of social anxiety, right? Which just means he needs to have more experience doing that stuff. Where in your life are you not thinking big enough? And where you're in your life, are you not pushing yourself hard enough? Like I said, oftentimes pushing yourself to the limit and failing is the biggest blessing in disguise because you learn where your ceiling is. That's the only way to learn where your ceiling is. And then you focus with more clarity and intention on how to break through that ceiling once you have awareness of exactly where it is. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? All right, let me, let me get another drink. My, my throat's a little dry. And as you guys are coming on, if you guys have any questions, let me know. Drop the questions in the comment section. Actually, for this third one, let's go live on Instagram just in case anybody wants to call in since we are live. So let's check this out. Going live on Instagram. What up? What up, Instagram? We are live for another Raw Dating Advice after after hours, and you are joining us mid-stream um, because you weren't joining us on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube and you're on Instagram as well, you are a real OG. Um, so let's get into the third lesson that men learn way 
too late in life. Just to recap for the guys who just came on live on Instagram, the first one is at some point you need to start thinking bigger for yourself because the moment that you start thinking bigger for yourself is the moment that you can actually allow your environment to grow with you. Just by you raising yourself up, you raise the average of the environment around you. And so many guys are stuck in complacency in a mediocre environment that's just good enough to not inspire you to change. The second point is you don't know how far you can go until you push yourself. Oftentimes, pushing yourself to the limit and failing is the biggest blessing in disguise because you learn where your ceiling is, and then you can focus with more clarity and intention on how to break through that ceiling, which brings me to the third one. And this is one that really contradicts a lot of what I've read in the personal development industry. It contradicts what I had learned from my man. Tony Robbins. I've never actually personally met, met Tony Robbins. Would love to one day. However, um, this is one of those things that happens in his book or that he advises in one of his books. I think it was called Letters to a Friend or Notes to a Friend. Quick read. Check it out. Really good value. But one of the things that he said in there that I have personally tried to live by for the last few years, at least ever since I read that book, and have now on the other side come to think, I don't personally agree with this, right? One of that, that statement that he says is, um, you should tell the people around you what your goals are public accountability. I also went to another event, Brennan Bruchard. Brennan Bruchard is like the love child between Ellen DeGeneres and Tony Robbins. Um, so imagine that real cool guy have met this guy. He said at one of his seminars that I went to that, Hey, public accountability shout from the mountaintops all of your biggest goals and aspirations and they will come because people will hear your goals and they will come after you and say, hey, I wanna help you reach your goal. And it sounds good on paper, it sounds good, it sounds inspiring, but here's why, what I've come to realize. And again, these are downloads that I had last weekend when I was in a really good flow state and I was just feeling creative and I was in a writing mood, uh, writing um, actually a value-packed email newsletter. And this is exactly what I had wrote down. Don't tell everybody your goals. Not everybody needs to hear them. Only the people who are necessary to help make it happen. Because usually when you tell other people your goals, it's because you're subconsciously looking for their validation that your goal is valid. This is a fool's errand because the goal is valid because it's your goal. It's your goal, therefore it's valid, all right? not because other people think it's a valid goal. Naturally, most people are not gonna think it's a valid goal because it's not their goal. They didn't go through the same shit and the same mental thought process to come to a conclusion that this needs to be a goal for you that you went through, all right? Trust your gut because at the end of the day, you know you more than anybody else, all right? One of the things that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more throughout this uh, podcast and live stream is the concept of uh, of certainty, but this comes down to really just certainty. At the end of the day, and I, I forget who made this analogy. I think I was listening to, it might've been the Joe Rogan podcast for all I know, right? I think they were talking about Elon Musk and it was kind of around the concept of goals. And I think this might've been one of those dots that I connected that allowed me to, to come down to this insight. But uh, it was basically like, do you think Elon Musk is out here fucking asking people like, hey, do you think I should drill holes under the fucking city of LA? Hey, do you think I should fucking uh, send a Tesla to Mars? Hey, you think I should fucking go try to sit, put a colony on Mars? He's not asking people for their validation that his goals are valid. 
He has the goal and he's certain that he's going to take action towards the goal because that's the goal that he wants. And to him, it's a worthy cause. And this is actually relevant because one of the uh, audios, you guys should definitely look this up and this is a complete uh, tangent, but this is definitely going to improve the lives of the men who actually follow this. Um, but it is basically, it's a, it's an audio from Earl Nightingale and I think it's called The Strangest Secret. I listened to it twice today. Listen to it once yesterday, and I'm going to start listening to it every day for the next 30 days. I'm just going to challenge myself like a 30-day challenge. But uh, I first heard this maybe three, four years ago, um, and the first time I heard it, I was actually in a guy who uh, was a mentor to me at the time, and he was listening. When he turned on his car, I heard he was listening to this. It like connected to his iPhone automatically, and he was like halfway through the audio. I was like, oh, what's that? Because I'm, I'm a... I'm a growth oriented person. I'm always like looking to learn. And if someone else is learning from a source that I don't personally know about, I'm, I'm curious. I want to know what's that, what's that. Um, and so I was, I'd never heard this audio personally at the time. And he was like, yeah, um, I just, I like listening to this pretty much every day. Uh, it just keeps your mental, your attitude straight. Right. And so, um, after I had some of these downloads, I was like, you know what? I should go back and start listening to that audio again. And so I listened to it twice today just to kind of catch up for um, the last couple of years that I haven't been doing it. But highly recommend that you guys watch it because it really relates or listen to it once a day. It's it's 30 minutes, right? It's like taking a shower every day. In fact, you could listen to it in the shower. Uh, kill two birds, to kill two birds with one stone. But here's here's why I say this because going on the topic of a goal being valid for you because it's your goal, not because other people tell you that it's valid, not because they give you the validation that your goal is valid. Here is all you need to know. Earl Nightingale says it himself in The Strangest Secret. The definition of success is one's progressive realization of a worthy ideal. It is the progressive realization of your own worthy ideal, right? Meaning that whatever you think is ideal for you and it's a worthy cause and it's something that you're going to have to push yourself to the limit to achieve as long as you're taking actions to go towards that you are already successful because of the first point that we said, most people don't even have the inspiration or the desperation to change. Most people who have it just good enough to where they don't have enough pain to change, those are the people I feel sorry for. If you're watching this video right now, if somehow these words are reaching your ears right now, there's a reason for that. It's because at some point you had that call to action, that call to adventure, to step up and actually improve. Now we just need to make sure that we're aiming high enough so that we can reach our full potential. Because um, Dan Pena, uh, ironically, I'm gonna um, <laughs> I'm gonna quote the guy who says "cunt" in every other sentence. He says, um, "Man's greatest burden is unfulfilled potential." All right, man's greatest burden is unfulfilled potential. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to the grave knowing that I had some unfulfilled potential. All right, so I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I am pursuing a worthy ideal for me. And that already by definition, by definition makes me successful. So I'm successful, but I'm also going to push myself to the limit. And I'm going to think fucking bigger because the only way that you can grow, that you can snap out of the environment that shaped you into the mediocre, into the mediocrity that allowed you to have that inspiration to change, right? That person, 
the only way for him to grow is to snap out of that environment and seek out a better one or raise himself up so much that when you are back in that environment, you automatically bring that environment up to you rather than that environment sucking you back down into it. Does that make sense? This, is this resonating so far? And like I said, if you're if you're coming on and you're on YouTube or if you're on Instagram and you want to hop over to YouTube so you can get the better camera angles, uh, in my opinion, um, every time we do a super chat, we're going to do uh, uh, this game, Never Have I Ever, and um, or extreme personal questions, and uh, I have to answer whatever gets drawn. Um, so we're going to draw a card to show um, before I get into the fourth point. But if you're liking this so far, far, the six lessons that men learn way too late in life, drop a like, hit subscribe, hit follow, share this with someone that you think might want to hear a message like this. I know sometimes I would love to hear a message like this. Like if Chris started sending me videos like this, I would be like, yo, Chris, send me another video, dog. Like when's that next video coming, yo? All right. So let's draw another card. Uh, Never have I ever dyed my pubic hair. Chris, have you ever dyed your pubic hair? Oh, he put a finger down. He put a finger down. I've never dyed my pubic hair, unfortunately. Um, but it sounds fun. Uh, I would choose to not do it, however. Um, just my own personal preference. You know what? I want to answer one of these extreme personal questions because I not. I feel like we're not getting juicy enough. And then we'll get into the fourth point. All right. All right. Chris, choose one or two. It'll depend on which of the two questions I answer. Two. All right. If you had to pick a body part to receive implants, what would you pick and why? I would definitely pick to get calf implants um, because drama from Entourage made me really want calf implants. If you've ever seen the show Entourage, great show, by the way. Um, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you're missing out, man. All right. So let's get into the fourth point. This is one that took me probably a solid 28 years to realize. And now that I'm 31, I've had to realize it again and again. Um, and here's why I say this again and again, because you guys have probably heard a lot of this stuff before. We all know we should be setting big goals for ourselves. We've all been told to write your goals down in a journal. We've all been told that you, you probably shouldn't act like a simp in front of women. But at the end of the day, knowledge does not always turn uh, into wisdom, which is like applied knowledge, which doesn't always turn into actions that are consistent, right? And so my point here is don't feel bad if it resonates with you now and it resonated with you two years ago because these are things that are always going to resonate because it's human nature to kind of just like slip off track or lose focus a little bit because we got so much shit going on, right? One of the things that I, I like to look about at it this way is, you know, let's take dating, for example. Sometimes uh, I, I know where your guys' sticking points are at because I've personally experienced pretty much all the sticking points along my own journey, right? And those sticking points, oftentimes, you're going to, it's not like you overcome a sticking point once and you never experience it again. Oftentimes, you're going to blast through a sticking point, blast through a ceiling for you. You're going to notice a peak in your results like Bitcoin taking off in January, February, and then it's going to start going down again because things are cyclical. People are, this is just human nature to be cyclical, right? And so uh, because of that, 
you're going to stop getting the results that you got when, when it shot up real quick. And you're going to be like, why are my results tapering off? Why are my results tapering off? And oftentimes the reason why you blasted through that first sticking point, uh, is probably because you, you learned a major insight and you learned how to apply it in a way that got you the result. But sometimes you'll slip back because maybe you were doing one thing all right. And then now that you blasted through this, uh, this, this insight, like filled a hole in your game. Well, some other parts of your game that you had been neglecting a little bit, like a little neglected stepchild, um, because you thought they were good. You thought they were taken care of. Um, they start slipping back into their old ways or they start, you know, kind of getting a little lazy. It's kind of like every boxer, professional boxers sometimes drop their hand a little bit. They get a little bit lazy with their punches. They get a little bit overconfident. And because of that, they get caught. It's the same thing. But Here's the cool thing is when you start going down, your potential as a man grows even bigger because if you have to learn the same lesson twice, it, it gets ingrained even further, right? And so a lot of these lessons, they're going to resonate with you now and probably until the end, uh, until the day that you die, which is why a lot of people listen to that audio, um, the stranger secret every single day, because motivation and mindset and inner game and inner confidence and just certainty and clarity and focus and things that actually move the needle for you. It's like taking a shower. You got to bathe in this shit. You got to regularly brush up on this shit. Um, uh, you know, great coaches, great leaders, great people. They're lifelong learners. It's a never ending pursuit. All right. I just wanted to make that point. So Here's one of those lessons. Like I said, it took me about 28 years to learn. And then I got to 31 and had to learn it several times again, which is everybody is just trying to figure this shit out. Everybody's on this fucking spinning rock in the middle of the cosmos, hurtling through space around a massive fucking black hole, just trying to draw purpose out of awareness. Think about that. We're just living creatures experiencing a human experience on this fucking spinning rock in space. And ain't no, none of us know why we're here. Ain't none of us know for certain if we're the only ones in the fucking universe or if there's actual life out there. And because of that, we try to find purpose in our day-to-day -day lives. And we draw purpose in a lot of different either arguably lower level ways or higher level ways. Men of action, likely you, draw purpose out of worthy ideals, talking about the definition of success or earlier, but mediocre people, people who stay stuck, people who never grow, they draw purpose out of drama, out of fucking just like situations and stories in their own head, out of what are the, what are the Kim Kardashian family doing tonight? I called it the Kim Kardashian family. The Kardashians, what are they up to today? And they just, they try to find purpose out of drama because they don't realize that, hey, maybe I can actually find purpose towards a worthy ideal. Right now, you're trying to improve your dating life if you're watching this shit, and that is a worthy ideal. I would say it's the most worthy ideal because outside of um, you know, <laughs> uh, colonizing the cosmos as a human race, I would say probably the next most worthy ideal possible is to figure out how to fucking pass on your genes to the next generation. At the end of the day, a lot of our motivations, if you really think about it, come down to just two things, survival and reproduction, right? Survival and reproduction. Why do you want money? So you can pay your rent. Why do you want to pay your rent? And why do you want to constantly upgrade your house and upgrade so you can attract a mate and so you can live a high quality life with that mate, 
right? So at the end of the day, it really all comes down to sex and reproduction, survival, survival, and passing your genes on to the next generation. And because of that, people, we're all just trying to figure this shit out. Just like you, just like me, just like Chris, just like everybody here watching this shit right now. And we're all learning at our own pace. Oftentimes, like we said, slipping back into old ways because of losing focus, clarity, or your emotional rhythms. Sometimes you feel like it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you're angry. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes you're pissed. Sometimes you're happy. Sometimes you're euphoric. Sometimes you're depressed. We're all human people. We all have emotional rhythms, right? We're all human people. That sounds kind of redundant. Um, and we're learning at our own pace, all right? And the trick is to make note of those crucial needle-moving lessons those nuggets of insights that really do help you blast through um, some of your ceilings in your own life. Even if you slip back into your old ways, it's fine. What's crucial is to draw awareness and make note of those crucial needle, needle moving lessons and then taking more wise action, which is applied knowledge, taking more wise action faster and more consistently than anyone else. The way to do this is to find someone who's been in your shoes and is only about 10 to 20 steps ahead of you. You don't want someone who's not far ahead of you because they're not really gonna help you move the needle because they're pretty much exactly where you are now, right? You want someone who has been through the shit that you're going through and is about 10 to 20 steps ahead of you because now they have clarity and perspective and more importantly, wisdom on how to bring you here faster than I got here myself, right? This is called time collapsing. When you can find a mentor, someone who's 10 to 20 steps ahead of you, um, and, I, and I'll get back, back to that 10 to 20 steps here in a second, but when you can find that, you time collapse because that person had to learn some lessons. Even if they had their own mentor, they had to learn through a little bit of trial and error less than the mentor that came above them, or if they did it by themselves, they definitely had to learn through trial and error and waste a lot of time doing it. But trial and error, because it's trial and error, it's it's like it's like a rat in a maze. You don't fucking know. You're just tossing and turning until hopefully you find your destination, right? But when you um, find someone who's been on the path that you need to go on, you don't, you're not like a rat in, in a maze anymore. You're you're just like a you're like a car on a road. And the mentor, the person ahead of you is just lighting the road for you saying, hey, this is the path. Just follow the lights. Just follow the lights, right? And so you get to the end goal faster when someone is able to reach back who has clarity and perspective on your situation and pull you up to them. And if you see how this connects to the first point we made, you can be that person for the people in your environment. The only way for you to grow is to be a little bit selfish, at the beginning. I say this because so many guys stop taking action. They stop growing because the moment that they start taking actions that are a little bit out of character for them, they start um, doing things a little bit differently than they thought they did before. They actually start setting goals for themselves. Well, what you might not have seen coming is the negative repercussions or um, uh, criticism that you get from your family. Your family doesn't agree with your life decisions. They don't like the way you've been lately. Your, your significant other or your friends and your coworkers, your peers, they call you out for acting weird, acting different. Why are you acting so try hard, man? Why are you doing things like that? When in reality, you're just trying to apply something and be, become better at something that you were never good at before, but because they are, they're, 
they're in ignorance. They're in the matrix still. They're living in that ignorance is bliss lifestyle, right? They are part of the faceless sea of mediocrity out there. Because of that, they don't have the inspiration to change like you. And so when they see you changing, it makes them feel insecure because they're like, what are you doing, man? We're used to you being this way. So be this way. Do you see how flawed that is, right? So when you can break out in the, that environment by being a little bit selfish and just doing as Robert Downey Jr. would say, or um, any wise person would say is just listen, smile, agree, and then do whatever the fuck you were going to do anyways, right? Listen, smile, agree, and then do whatever the fuck you were going to do anyways, because when you raise yourself up, now you can be that mentor to them. They're not going to believe you and they're not going to have your back until, until, you show them on that exactly what you're setting until you show them that you have done exactly what you set out to achieve. And, and here's the crazy part. Even if you've done exactly what you set out to achieve and they didn't like it at first and they criticize you at first and you go back and you say, Hey, I fucking did it. They, they're still not going to care. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get the validation that you're looking for. For a lot of different reasons. One, the hungry don't get fed. And if you're only doing this for the validation of them, they're not going to feed you that validation. And two, because it was never about you. It was never about you. It was never because you were acting different. It was because they felt insecure about the fact that you were acting different. There's a key distinction there, right? So if you're looking for validation, if you're looking for that fuck you moment, I did it, mom and dad, or where the fuck it, whatever it is for you, right? If you are resonating with this at all, just know, do this for you. Be a little bit selfish for you to grow. That way you're not getting held back by the negative environment. But more importantly, now when you raise yourself up, the people who really do vibe with you, the people who really are called to action the same way that you were, now you can be a mentor figure to them. You see, right? So it, it is a cycle because I'm 10 to 20 steps ahead of this cycle on you, right? Because I'm coming back now and trying to raise you up, right? I'm giving back because these are the lessons that I've had to learn the hard way. And you don't have to learn the hard way. You just have to get a mentor who's been there the way that on that, on that same uh, path that you want to be on, right? You want to find someone who has the results that you want and then learn from them. Now here's, here's going back to that 10 to 20 steps. You don't want someone who's a hundred steps ahead of you, right? You don't want to learn game from someone like Dan Bilzerian who's just trying to figure out how to have two or three five sums in a day rather than just one five sum. And that's a true story, by the way. I heard that from uh, a close source, right? Um, you don't want to learn from someone who's 100 steps ahead of you. Now, maybe if you're having five three sums in a day and you want to start having five sums in a day, hey, man, Dan Bilzerian's your guy, right? But if, if that's like so far out of your realm of reality, it would do no, it would do nothing for you to learn from someone like that. Here's why. If I relate it back to my business, Raw Dating Advice, I've been in a lot of rooms with high level entrepreneurs, high performers, right? But Raw Dating Advice is still a relatively small operation, right? If I'm thinking about the 10, 20 year vision from now, right? We'll come back to this in a second. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like an office building. I'm picturing like a team of, uh, of editors. I'm picturing a videographer. I'm picturing, I'm picturing like a solid group of fucking uh, a team, the dream team. I write this down in my journal and I call it the dream team, right? Just like the, the Olympics, the dream team with magic, uh, Larry bird, Michael Jordan, right? It was the USA Olympics. It was the dream team. 
That's the dream team. Right now, we got one other guy than me who's pushing the buttons over here and switching the cameras, right? And so we're very early on in my journey. But when I think back to some of the people who I've met and had the chance to network with, some of these people are running $100 million companies. If I asked a, a person running a $100 million company, hey, what should I do at this phase in my business? They, they're so far out uh, removed from my situation that it, it's not even relatable to them anymore. They're thinking like the problems that they're dealing with when they have hundreds and hundreds of employees are, are not even on the same plane of existence as someone who's got a team of under 10 to 20 people. Right. And so just know that if you're, if you have someone you, like, you got to find the right person for you, right? You want someone who's about 10 to 20 steps ahead of you. That way you're going to essentially time collapse the, the most efficiently, if that makes sense. Does that resonate? Does that make sense? If so, drop a like, hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. We got two more points coming right at you. So the next one, the fifth lesson that most men learn way too, too late in life is this. Procrastination. This is a big one. And I wrote an email newsletter yesterday about this one, all right? Um, by the way, I got a margarita here. Some of you guys don't know that, but uh, I fucking love margaritas. If you happen to ever meet me in person, um, bring me like some tequila and I will love you. <laughs> you know, I fucking love tequila and margaritas are my drink. By the way, there's probably a dope margarita spot very close to you. And I've found that if you're looking for a good date spot, a place where they make a damn good margarita, or if your thing is like Manhattan's or whatever, or martinis, whatever your drink is that you just nerd out on and you just love Find a place that has a dope one of those drinks and then take all your dates there. Make it a routine. The better you can systematize your guys' dates, um, the more efficient that you guys are going to be in your dating life. And when I say efficient, I mean you're going to be able to consistently get the same result, right? It comes down to consistently reproducing that result because when you can consistently produce that result, now that's a skill set that you have. If, you could, if you've only done it once, then so what? Until you have it down to a system that's the moment that you can actually say, hey, I've made this progress, right? But at the end of the day, celebrate the small wins too because that's what's required to give you the momentum to, to, to develop those systems. But that's one of the systems that I found was, hey, this is a good date spot for me. Let's grab drinks. Let's grab some margaritas. It's a good, uh, interesting conversation piece because it's something that I happen to be passionate about. And it's one of those things that really doesn't matter at the end of the day, uh, margaritas or not. But it's just something I like. I appreciate a good margarita with the right amount of bite and a silver tequila. And right now I'm drinking that, uh, the rocks tequila, the people's tequila. Anyways, let's get to the fifth point. Procrastination is often a perverse symptom of self-doubt and lack of clarity. I'm going to repeat that, right? If you're, if you find yourself procrastinating and you don't even know why, and you know why you're procrastinating, you know that you are procrastinating, but you don't know why you have a big goal or you have a big thing you're trying to accomplish, but you don't quite know exactly how to do it. You're going to procrastinate it. You're going to put it off. You know it's a needle-moving thing, but you, you don't actually take action towards it. Dude, I totally relate to you. I am human too, and I'm telling you this. It took me 31 years to learn this lesson about procrastination, all right? Procrastination is often a symptom of self-doubt and lack of clarity or a combination of both, right? To deny this is a perverse action of a fragile ego. If you don't want to, if you want, if you try to deny the fact that you are procrastinating, um, and and you don't want to admit that it's because you don't believe in yourself, or that you just don't have the clarity that you need, 
right? Then you have a fragile ego, right? To deny this is a perverse action of a fragile ego. Self-doubt, lack of clarity, and a fragile ego are often outcomes of an environment that hasn't been serving you and never will start serving you. And this is for the reasons that we've talked about the environment already uh, thus far in our previous points, right? Environment is very important if you haven't gotten that down by this point. Um, and so let me let me just read this out. To deny this is the perverse action of a fragile ego. Self-doubt, lack of clarity, and a fragile ego are often outcomes of an environment that hasn't been serving you and will never start serving you, often showing in the form of family members who question your life decisions, peers who don't believe in your potential, and friends who make you feel bad for acting weird or acting different or acting try hard when you start taking those steps to improve. The best way to overcome a bad environment is to consistently seek out a better one and get in-person exposure to it. Now, in-person is crucial, right? Because this is something that can't be replicated um, uh, over Zoom or over a live stream. You have to get that in-person exposure for a very simple reason. The moment that you get in-person exposure to a person who has the results that you want or to an environment of people who have better results than you is the moment that you realize these motherfuckers are no different than me. These motherfuckers have no more potential as people than I do. Like one of our previous points, we're all just fucking ants on this fucking rock in space that's spinning. And we don't know what the purpose of that is. So we try to find purpose while we're here by pursuing a worthy ideal or doing what most mediocrity people do, which is pursuing it in drama. They find purpose in drama, right? And so we try to find purpose, but you have to get in person to exposure to it because you're going to realize that we are all humans and we're all the fucking same, right? And so if that person is no different than you, but they have better results than you, then what does that mean about your potential to get those results? It means that you have that potential. So simply putting yourself in an environment like that not only raises you up, but also improves your confidence, improves your self-esteem, and gives you the, 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 the it crushes your self-doubt. So that way you're no longer putting brakes on your own success. You're no longer like that car that's driving down the highway with your foot on the gas and your foot on the brake. You take your foot off the brake the moment you start believing in yourself. You start believing in yourself naturally the moment that you get into environments like this, the moment you get that in-person exposure. You can smell the BO on this motherfucker who has better results than you and is exactly the same as you. In fact, you probably have more potential than that guy. But why does that guy have the results that you don't have currently? It's because he's simply taking more action up to this point than you. And that's not a bad thing. It just means he's a little bit further along on his journey than you. Now, here's the thing. Success leaves clues. Success leaves clues. So many people's gut instinct when they meet someone who has better results than them is to um, shrink back into their ego and their fragile ego. And they start hating. They start berating. They start saying, fuck that guy. He sucks. He He's whatever. You know, they start spewing hate. But here's the thing. If you meet success with hate, do you think you're ever going to get the same success that you're hating on? Think about it. Logically, think about it. No, right? And that's the thing. Your ego, your emotions are not logic. Logic and emotions are like yin and yang. They are polar opposites. They're, they're connected, but they're polar opposites. 
right? This is why women are emotionally driven. Men are logically driven. This is why feminine nature makes decisions based on how it feels. Masculine nature makes decisions based on, based off of what makes sense, right? But naturally they conflict men and women do this all the time. And because of that polarity, that's why it works so fucking well. All right. So there's beauty and chaos at the fucking same time. How crazy is that? How crazy is that? Right. But here's the thing. If you're making decisions and you meet, you meet success with fear, with ego, with emotion, you're never going to get that success. You're again, putting the brake on your own success. So you got your foot uh, on the gas and on the brake at the same time. Right. So when you meet someone who has better results than you, even if they have no more potential than you, you have to cheer on that success. That way you can invite it into your own fucking realm of existence and then learn from it. Success leaves clues. But if you're too, um, if your ego's too fragile to um, do anything but deny and hate, then it's only going to keep you small. At the end of the day, what does that hate do? If someone has a result that you want, do you think hating on them is going to inspire you to grow just like them? No. So drop the drop the ego, right? Drop the hate. And this is natural. I find myself doing it all the time. It's a very human response. And here's the thing. 95% of the people who hear this, or actually I would say a higher percentage of people who hear this will apply this because you're already here. 95% of people won't even come to a, a video like this or hear a message like this because again, they're living in that matrix mindset. They're living in their, their, their ignorance is bliss for them, right? They don't have that motivation and the inspiration to change. So they meet success with hate. That way they can shrink back into their comfort zone right here where they are now, because right here where they are now is certain it's safe. They know what it looks like. They know what it feels like. And more importantly, they know that it doesn't come with the risk of rejection and the risk of failure, right? So keep in mind, these are defense mechanisms that keep you small. So cheer on success and glean wisdom from it. Success leaves clues. I've just left you Way more than five, even though I've only given you five of the six lessons that men learn way too late in life. But if you're liking this so far, give me that thumbs up. You know, drop a thumbs up on this video. This is live, so stay engaged with us. Um, and you know, keep in mind that we're going to be doing this every um, Monday and Thursday night. So uh, you'll be able to join us on future live streams as well. You know, I'm always going to be bringing the heat. So let's bring this home. I'm going to do one more extreme personal question, and then we are going to wrap it up as I give you the final uh, lesson that men learn way too late in life. All right. One or two, Chris. What was going on the last time you had an emotional meltdown over something trivial? What was going on the last time you had an emotional meltdown over something trivial? <sighs> I would say the last time I really had like a, a moment where I needed to check myself was not long ago, probably beginning of February, where I had gotten COVID and also my lease was up. So I had to find a new place to move. Luckily I did, or else I wouldn't be sitting here. Um, so my lease was coming up. I got COVID and I was trying to work at the same time. 
And then my girlfriend got COVID and then Chris got COVID and then his girlfriend got COVID. So rather than putting me out for two weeks, it put also put out my team for an additional two weeks after my two weeks. So there was a solid month there where I felt like I wasn't getting anything done. I wasn't moving the needle forward at all um, because of everybody getting sick and then having to move. Like literally this last week, I'm still unpacking. Right, because March we were just playing catch up from February, and then I had to move in March, and then obviously set up the new studio, which obviously is way better than the studio we had in the last place. But um, I would say uh, we're finally just coming out of that whole basically two month um, grind, if you want to call it that. But uh, yeah, probably beginning of February when it all just like fucking happened at once uh, was a time where. I really had to draw some strength, but through strength and through a lot of those low moments comes a lot of just, you know, great insights like what we're going over today. Because I'll, I'll be honest, man, like had I not gone through February, getting COVID, having to move, everybody else around me getting COVID, and then, you know, just, I think there's a lot of also just other stuff going on at the same time. It was just a rough 60 days. I want to be honest. Out of that comes the clarity of like the wisdom, which is like some of the wisdom that we're dropping on this live stream today. Right. And so this is where, where I go back. And I, I always think like, you have to trust that the dots, the dots will connect in your life. I used to write this out of my journal, trust the dots will connect, trust the dots will connect. So many guys, let me know if you can relate to this. So many guys, they, they get so caught up into their emotions or just questioning themselves as, as men, as people, when a girl doesn't text them back or something doesn't go their way or a girl flakes on them. Right. But in the moment, it seems so, so massive, so, like such a big deal. But in reality, if you just realize, hey, maybe if I would just trust that the dots will connect, I won't be making some of those mistakes that comes from me being in an emotional state and just really just trusting the dots will eventually connect. Um, I think that's that's also a big insight, right? Because when you trust the dots will connect, now you can look back in retrospect and really glean wisdom and lessons out of those low moments because at the end of the day, this is what's required for you to actually grow on your journey. And everybody's journey is the same. Simply because you are human and I am human, our journeys are going to be cyclical. It's going to be up, it's going to be down. Views are going to be up, views are going to be down. Revenue is going to be up, revenue is going to be down. Um Girls and dates are going to be up. Girls and dates are going to be down. These are the seasons of life, right? Everybody goes through winter just like everybody goes through spring and summer, all right? And it's a season. It's a cycle. It's a part of life. And it's going to happen probably until for the rest of your life. So accept it the way it is, which brings us to uh, our final point today. But does that, does that make sense, guys? You learn from your low moments. And um, when you realize that, it's kind of a liberating realization because you realize that all this shit really did happen for you. Had I not gotten my heart broken by the two girls when I was a 21 year old virgin, you know, if I was just a guy who lost his virginity and then kind of got a job and went to dental school, I probably would have never become a dating coach. It took specific instances that had so much emotional pain at the time that really hurt, that felt like you were getting your heart stomped on. It took that extreme low moment for me to have the inspiration and the desperation to change. Because again, people only change for two reasons, through inspiration or desperation or both. 
Tony Robbins says that all the time, right? It's not like I'm coming up with this wisdom out of my fucking ass, right? I am, I'm a product of, of the mentors that I've sought out in my own life, right? And, and hopefully right now you're realizing that you and I were, were probably on the same journey. I'm just a few steps ahead of you. And that's why so many guys have gotten the book and gotten so much value out of it. First off, do you realize that had I not gone through the same journey as you, I would have never been able to write this book in the first place. And if I tried to bullshit a book like this in the first place, <laughs> the books would not keep selling. I'll just tell you that, right? Books sell and guys get value from this because it's taught from a place of experience, right? And this is why, you know, everything I've talked about tonight is so relevant and so crucial for you to understand because it's just the way the way, the way life is, right? You can deny it all you want, but that's just your, your ego trying to protect yourself and trying to keep you in your comfort zone, right? The moment you stop hating on success and start cheering it on is the moment you, you can start learning from it and start raising yourself up first or raising yourself up. That way you can be that beacon of inspiration for other people as well. So let's bring this home. All right. This is one that I came up with today. Um, as I was sitting there in a flow state, another one of those flow states, I've been getting into states of flow a lot more often recently. And I think it's probably just cause I've now, like I, you, I explained, you know, I'm coming off of a cycle where, you know, I moved and I got COVID and then everybody else around me got COVID and we're still kind of unpacking. We're finally kind of settling in. Right. And so I think because of that, naturally I'm getting back into states of flow a lot more consistently. And so this is one that I had today, which brings us to the sixth and final lesson that men learn way too late in life. And that is that people need both introversion and extroversion, right? So many guys want to, want to put a label on themselves. They want to put a box around themselves and say, I am introverted. Therefore I cannot do things that extroverted people do, or I am extroverted. Therefore I do, I do not do the things that introverted people do. People need both, right? And if you disagree with me, please, I would, I would love to have a conversation about this, right? Because here's the thing from my experience and just every person that I've talked to about this topic, if you really think about it, you have moments or those Friday nights, those Saturday nights where you don't really feel like going out. You feel like staying in and watching a movie or reading a book, whatever you want to call it, right? And then you also have moments where it's like, hey, it's Friday night. I can't imagine myself staying here right now and, and watching a movie. I'm like basically bouncing off the walls with energy. I have to go out and socialize and talk to people, right? People have both of those moments, right? And what I found is people need both. These are both core human needs, right? The need for solitude and the need for social interaction. And that social interaction is crucial because it keeps your emotional intelligence sharp. It keeps your EQ sharp. I've just found, and this is why I realized this today, that I start slipping up on all the things that we've talked to up to this point in this live stream today, in this podcast today. I start slipping up on a lot of these things when I don't have a good balance of both, of introversion and extroversion. I think 2020 is a prime example for a lot of those people, for a lot of people listening to this now, especially those guys who are like me and do like to go out and have those fun social experiences. Um, what I've realized is that because I've had so much solitude in the last year or so, I've gotten a lot of out of balance. And I think a lot of people can relate to this on more of the introverted side of myself to where now I'm like habitually on a Friday night, not on a Friday and Saturday night, not thinking 
oh, I need to go to the club tonight. I'm thinking, all right, what movie I'm going to watch tonight on Netflix or what do I want to get done tonight, right? Because now we're, we're just so used to keeping to ourselves or kind of staying in our own circle, which is fine because people need that solitude. They need that, that inner circle of people around them. But at the same time, you also need to let loose, to blow off some steam, to just make out with some random chick in the club or two or three chicks in the club, right? You need that to let go and have that sense of adventure. And oftentimes, if you've found yourself slipping back into a lot of the downsides of what we've talked about throughout this live stream, it's probably because you're out of balance in the introversion, extroversion, the need for solitude, but also the need to keep your EQ sharp. Um, You're probably out of balance on some degree of that. So I ask you now, if you're on the live stream or if you're catching the replay, do you feel like maybe you have been out of balance? Do you feel like maybe you could be going out a little bit more, putting a little bit more effort into it? And here's the thing. I get this uh, example a lot from, uh, it seems like a lot a lot of the private clients or guys who are on my inner circle uh, coaching calls lately, which is, it seems like a lot of these guys are struggling with getting out of their shell or out of their house in the first place. And and it really takes a lot of just effort to go out and put themselves out there and be social. I'll be honest, man, there's been phases in my life where I was, I was, I was looking for ways to be social, even if that meant me having the social circle invites, right. And, And me organizing the, the event and me sending out the reaching out to people and inviting people to come hang out or come do this one thing. Right. And here's why I say this, because if you feel like, oh, I just can't be social. There's nothing to fucking do. You're not trying hard enough. Push yourself harder. You don't know how far where your ceiling is until you push yourself to the fucking limit and fail massively, right? So if you feel like oh, there's no opportunities for around me for me to be social, push yourself harder. Go harder. That's what I have to sell you to do. You're not using all your resources. You're not trying hard enough. Where can you be a little bit more creative? Where can you problem solve a little bit more to where you can start creating a little bit more of that environment for you? If there's not any places open for you to socialize, which I'll be honest, in Arizona right now, and we'll come back to this in a second, in Arizona, everything's starting to open back up. People are eager to get back out into the clubs. I saw a Snapchat the other day and in a few Instagram stories where the pool parties in Old Town Scottsdale are wide open, they're packed, and ain't nobody wearing face masks because, man, I got a vaccine and they were cycling us in there fucking like fucking herding cattle, right? And we were in and out, in and out. I got my vaccine the other day, but I feel like a lot of people have had it to this point. We're reaching a crucial part, which is very exciting, which is herd immunity, right? This shit is getting controlled, right? People are... We're putting the constraints on this thing called COVID. It's not going to be long where we are getting back out. People are coming back out in full force, trying to be social again. And when that happens, what person do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who's like coming out of the cave for the first time? And he's like, oh, oh man, this is what the world looks like. Oh, I haven't seen sunlight for a year. Or do you want to be the person who's fucking out there crushing it, hitting the ground running? 
And I'm going to tell you what, if you want to hit the ground running, it doesn't just take desire. It takes you taking action while everybody else is choosing to not take action. Right now, just like in cryptocurrency, right now is the biggest opportunity that you have in your dating life because most men are not taking action, which means there's more opportunity for you to sweep in. It's a blue ocean for you right now to be thriving in your own dating life. My question to you is, why aren't you? And if you don't know why, or if you want more clarity on where to focus, or if you feel like maybe I don't have the environment, or I'm not quite sure how to raise myself up so I can be that beacon of inspiration for the people in my environment, I'm encouraging you right now. I'm pleading with you. Come to our boot camp in June. We already have 22 spots filled up. Here's what I can guarantee you. This boot camp is happening with or without you. Arizona is opened. It's already happened right? Girls are out in full force. Pool parties are coming into full swing. All right. If you want to take your dating life seriously, if you want to make this the year that you achieve the next level in your dating life, and more importantly, consistently get those results to where you're raising your skills up to where when you go back into your current environment, it doesn't even matter what environment you're in, you can still consistently get those results. What it's going to take is everything we've talked about in this video. All right. Raise yourself up. Think bigger. Push yourself to the limit. Seek a mentor. Seek a better environment. All right. Get social. All right. Stop staying inside of your fucking homes. All right. And stop procrastinating on this. All right. Drop your fragile ego and cheer on success. And more importantly, get that in-person environmental exposure to it. That way you can see for yourself that it is possible for you. All right. This is crucial stuff. And this is honestly rules that I've lived by and that have created the success in my life that again, I've had to re-ingrain and relearn. And now because I've re-ingrained it, it's reinforced even more into my subconscious. My skin is thicker now and life has happened for me, not to me. Life has happened for you and not to you. Come to the boot camp. The link is in the first description in uh, right below this video to apply. We only have a few spots left. And here's the thing, when you apply, if your application goes through, what we'll do is hop on the phone with you, talk to you a little bit more about answering any questions that you might have about the bootcamp, if it's right for you. And we'll be able to tell you if it's right for you. And I'll be honest, because there's so few spots left, I don't want to just let anybody come to this thing, right? If you're going to be hanging out with me and these other guys who have already been vetted to be guys who are serious about their dating life, who are serious about the results, because we want to keep this environment, the quality of this environment high as well. You don't have to have results. You just have to be serious about your results. You just have to want the next level, right? And here's the thing. I can't want this more than you want this. I can't want this for you more than you want this for you, right? So yes, we're going to hop on the phone and we're going to talk about if this is right for you or not, because we want to make sure that this is, um, you're, when you come into this environment, you're going to be taking action and you're going to be coming up and you're going to be serious and you're going to be committed to your results. Not for me, but for you, not for the people around you, but for you. All right, be selfish, stop procrastinating, get out of your environment, seek an environment that's going to raise you up, an environment that's going to cheer you on, an environment that's not going to make you feel bad for taking action, but an environment that's going to encourage you to take action and is going to encourage you to fail faster and is going to show you how to collapse that time so you don't have to go through all the trial and error that you're currently going through, the trial and error that has led you to exactly this point right now, All right? Come to the boot camp. submit your application, link is in the description. All right. I think that's uh, uh, all I have for you today. We got a little bit intense, right? Like I said, we're going to be doing this every Monday and Thursday from here on out.
join us, all right? This is the podcast. We literally just turned Raw Dating Advice into a podcast as well. So meaning all episodes of Raw Dating Advice that we have filmed up to this point, you can also now consume wherever you listen to podcasts. How cool is that? including all of these live streams that we're going to be doing every Monday and Thursday night. I hope you can join us in future ones. Bookmark that shit. It's going to be a good time, just like it was today. If you like this, if you got any value from this, drop a thumbs up. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. And more importantly, if you feel like this message would resonate with anybody that you can think of off the top of your head, if you know that this will resonate with someone or someone needs to hear some of the lessons in this podcast today, then share this, all right? Pass it on. Be that beacon of inspiration for other people and raise the people around you up too. If you can't get out of your current environment, the best thing you can do is raise up the quality of your environment by improving yourself and inviting the people around you to do the same. What you'll find is some people are gonna naturally filter the, qualify themselves out of your life. They're gonna disqualify themselves because they ain't gonna be about that life right? But the people who are, are going to be the people who become your ride or die people, your inner circle, the people that who look to you for inspiration, all right? How crazy is that? You're raising yourself up and now you inspire other people. So all I can hope is that you're going to pass this message on to other people. You're going to raise yourself up and you're going to really commit to improving this area of your life over the next year. I'm going to be here with you. Um, Rod's any advice. Hashtag, let's get it. <laughs> Peace out, guys.